You're listening to Women in Wealth WordPress, a podcast dedicated to the pursuit of female empowerment and financial freedom through the wonderful world of web design. Hello, happy Thursday. Welcome, welcome. Hope you're having such a lovely week. It has been absolutely glorious this week on the Gold Coast. I have been walking most mornings. I've got a couple lunchtime dips in the pool. I'm just so thrilled that summer is coming. I hope you are feeling those same gorgeous spring vibes. I am going to get on with it today. I have a lot to cover and I actually originally started these mini-sodes aiming for them to be about 10 minutes. And I feel like every episode, they're slowly, slowly creeping up. So I'm going to try and keep it brief, but I do have a lot to cover. So today I want to talk to you about 20 things that you may be missing in your website build process. So there are 20 all up, but in the interest of time, I'm going to run through 10 today and I will run through 10 next week. So these are things that I see commonly, very, very commonly, both in the clients that come to me who have worked with someone elsewhere and also the web devs that I see in the community and they're talking about these issues, and they don't know what the solutions are. So I'm going to run through them. One thing I want to say is that I actually got this quote from MKW Creative. She says, ideas are free, implementation for a fee. So I'm going to give you all of the things that you may not even know are issues in your business currently that you need to fill the gaps for, but I'm not going to tell you exactly how I do them or the exact software I use for all of them because these are things that have taken me years and years to perfect and test different softwares and figure out which ones I need to pay for, which ones I can get for free, which ones I can get on a lifetime deal, which ones, you know, work best with the other software that I use and all of these types of things. So these are all things that I teach in my course, Women Wealth WordPress, but I'm going to give you the highlight reel of what you need to start thinking about and looking to implement in your business if you're not already. All right, so I've broken it down into categories. We've got hosting, software, the actual build, the go live, beyond, and marketing. So let's get to it. First up with hosting. So one massive issue with hosting is using shared cloud servers, which can kind of have thousands of websites on one server. And that can cause a lot of issues with site speed and security and all of those types of things. When you're using a shared server, you also don't have the option to change some of the things that you need to set your website up in the best way. So one of those things is backups. So with backups, you really want them to be happening daily or twice daily. And you want to be keeping them for a minimum of four weeks. And you also want to be saving them in multiple different locations. So hosting is one place you absolutely need to be ticking off as having a backup saved twice a day, minimum of four weeks. So that is one thing that I do in my host provider. The second thing I want you to be doing in your hosting provider is increasing the memory limit. And like I mentioned, a lot of hosting providers don't actually allow you to do both of these things. They just set as a default and this can actually cause problems down the track. So when you increase your memory limit, that means that your website can actually process better. It can run more high quality software and it can run software that is quite a drain on resources. So if you're using a page builder like Elementor or Divi, which most of us are, you actually definitely need to do this. So I recommend a minimum of 256 megabytes, but 512 is better. And most often, The standard setup is 56 megabytes. 
So if you're going into your pages and you're finding that you're getting a spinning wheel of death all of the time, like your page isn't loading when you're going to edit it and it's prompting you to load in safe mode or things just aren't saving properly or you keep getting freezing throughout your build, this is probably because you need to increase the memory limit. And depending on what platform you're using, you need to do this at the app level, like the WordPress installation. And you also need to do it at a server level. Like I mentioned, some hosts don't allow you to do either, but that's something that you really need to look into and it will solve a lot of your problems throughout your build. All right, next up, software. Okay, so one thing I see again and again is web devs not configuring SMTP. So SMTP stands for Secure Mail Transfer Protocol. So basically, it's making sure that emails really get delivered. So WordPress natively uses PHP Mailer to send emails, and it is notoriously buggy. So even if you build a website, you set up forms, you send them all out, and you test them at go live, and it's all going swimmingly, what you will find is that you will run into issues down the track. No matter which form software provider you are using, you will run into issues if you're relying on PHP to send emails. And you might find that sometimes they send, sometimes they don't, but we can't be having our clients running a business like this, right? They need to be relying on contact forms reaching them so that they are getting those leads so that they are making the sales in their business. So SMTP ensures that those emails are delivered. It uses like a verified IP address. When setting it up, you need to add records to the client's DNS or their domain registrar so that it makes sure that those emails aren't going to spam as well. So there's a few different layers here. There are paid ones, there are free ones. It can be quite a tricky process to set up SMTP. And I have gone through multiple different programs, multiple different softwares to really find the one that works for me and my clients. So that is a really big one. All right, next up, image optimization. So you can do this via, there are a lot of free programs online that you can just go to the website and do it that way. You can do it in bulk using Photoshop or Lightroom or whatever it is. If you're quite familiar with Adobe software, you can give the guidelines to your clients and ask them to deliver those files in that way. But even in doing that, what I find is that they might not necessarily know what that means, or even some photographers don't know what that means, and they don't really set up the photo files in the correct way. So basically, you need to be making sure that they're a maximum width, a maximum height, a maximum size, and that they're really compressed as much as possible without losing that quality. So like I mentioned, there are free places that you can do this online. You can also use a plugin in your website that does it automatically every time you upload a photo, which is my preferred option. So that means down the track, if the clients aren't utilizing those websites, it's just automatically doing it for them as they upload it. So if they're going to be doing their own blogs and all of those types of things, we already know they're not going to be fucking up their site speed just by doing that down the track. Okay, next up, spam filtering. If you have heard of Eric Jones, if you've ever received an email from Eric Jones' talk with web visitors, you will know exactly what I mean. But basically, as soon as you have a form on the website, what happens is that there are all of these programs and bots and all of these things out there that go and troll the web and they send forms through people's contact forms. It might be spam, it might be hacking, it might be cold calling, all of these different types of things. But ideally, but really, they're not ideal, right? So the client gets them, they get annoyed, all of these types of things happen. So it really is important to, from the start, from as soon as a website is live, have some sort of spam protection so that they're not getting those emails and emailing you going, what do we do about my website spam? Like it's getting out of control. I get like 50 a day, you know? So you really want something to be capturing those. 
Within that spam filtering, I really recommend something that doesn't add an additional step for a client. Like I don't love Google Capture. I don't personally love using them. Honeypots are a good option. Some form providers use a honeypot that can help, but I do find that they're not the best. A lot of spam does still get through with honeypots in most instances. So a dedicated spam service is really what you want to be using. And along with that, if you can choose one that has submission database included so that you can really go through it every now and then and be like, actually, this one isn't spam. This one is spam and just train it and be across what's really being caught as spam and let them know if there is something that was caught as spam that isn't. Because obviously you want to be getting those emails that are legit. All right. Next up, SEO. This is so funny. I've come so far in this field that when I started and people asked me, do you do SEO? And I'm like, no, it's a separate thing. I've done a complete 180 on that belief because there is a baseline of SEO that should be included in every site. And I'm talking things like image optimization, like we just talked about speed that comes back to that hosting thing. There's a few more things I'll talk through in a second that is included under that. But I'm also talking things like appropriate title tags. Every page has an H1. We're using the correct structure like H1, H2, H3, 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 H2, H3, 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 H4, H4, H3. You know, so it's like the right kind of file structure that you're using for those headings. You're adding meta descriptions to every page. You're adding alt image descriptions to every image and all of those types of things. These are things that are really missed by the majority of website developers. And I don't believe that you can charge a good price if you're missing these things. And you're doing a massive disservice to your client and I believe that they're a baseline of what should be included these days. So if you're not including them, you're letting someone down in the process. So if you need to go and fill some skills gaps, do it. (laughs) There's so many good blogs and Facebook groups, and there's so many different ways that you can learn about SEO. So definitely make that a priority. Okay, next up, caching. So caching allows a saved version of your website to be delivered to a user. It basically helps to stop going all of the way to the server to download a fresh version of your website every time someone visits. So again, this really helps with speed. There's a number of ways that you can do this. There's a number of plugins that you can do this with. I have a favorite. It makes a huge difference when you're doing site speed tests with things like GT metrics to be using a caching plugin. It can take an average site from like a D to B. It's a really simple way to take that speed optimization off. Obviously, there's a lot more that I include in a build that helps with that speed, but that I think is a really big one. All right, moving on to the build. So obviously, I think with every client, every build is different. But one thing that I see missed again and again is a 404 page. So a 404 page is a really great opportunity for clients to have a bit of their brand shine through, have a bit of humor, have a really memorable touch point with people have a moment of surprise and delight with something that could be annoying and turning it into a positive. I work with a copywriter and Hayley Berryman, who I've recently interviewed, but I always love the 404 pages that she does for the clients that we work together with. She sometimes includes a GIF or she always includes a really great humorous title and all of these types of things. So for example, with a client that we recently worked on together, their business name is Lumos. And if you're a Harry Potter fan, you will know that Lumos is a spell, which means light. We've built a lot of meaning into that name around being a guiding light, being a North Star, showing you the way. And the 404 page copy that she gave me says, you've stumbled into a mysterious area of our site, but don't worry, just like magic, we'll help guide you back to the good stuff. Before we do, how about a bit of trivia? Did you know that Lumos means light? 
Did you know that Lumos is also a well-known spell used by Harry Potter to light up his wands in the corridors of Hogwarts at night? You can ask your iPhone to light up magically for you. Just say, hey Siri, Lumos, and summon your inner wizard. Let's return to the magic we know best, numbers. Head to the homepage or use the search bar to find what you need. And we've got a gif of Hermione, (laughs) Harry Potter, using her wand, and we've got a search bar there. That becomes a really fun, different, memorable kind of approach rather than 404, we can't find that page. It's a really great way to inject a bit of fun and branding into a website. So definitely move that up on your priority list. I am going to stop there for this week. I hope that you have taken a lot of notes, had a little think about things that you're currently doing and what you really need to think about adding to your process. As I mentioned, I will be back next week. I have 10 more. I'm sure I could do, you know, a hundred of these all up, but let's start with 20. So I hope you have a really, really lovely week and I will see you next episode. If you love what I do here, let's connect. I tend to hang out on Instagram and you can find me at Seedling Digital and at Woman Wealth WordPress. You can head to womanwealthwordpress.com forward slash freebie to download my free Embrace Your Dream Life workbook. This guide is over 10 pages of actionable information and worksheets designed to help you build a profitable and fulfilling business in three steps. Get clear on your why, improve your money mindset and hone in on your messaging. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave me a rating and a review. It truly means the world to me and I read every message and kind word. Till next time, aim big. Aim big.